hi, hi, hi. I held off until now to wave, but I'm so happy to be here with you on this dark night. And uh, uh, just one practical comment before we begin, I would ask people not to message during the meditation. So it's fine if you want to reach out to each other or to me at other times, but not during the sitting. And okay. So I wanted to to emphasize, I don't need to emphasize because we're very aware of this. It's dark. It's dark. And we in the northern hemisphere go through this period every year. And and typically I bring up which I will right now again, this wonderful Neolithic mound in Ireland. It's from, they dated it to like 3200 BCE, which makes it older than the pyramids, older than Stonehenge. And they don't know exactly what it's for, except that it's a monument to patience, these are my words for it, and a monument to quiet and careful observation. Because it was discovered, this great mysterious place, and one of our friends here has been to it, perhaps some of you have, has the unique feature of being built so that the sunlight from the dawn of the winter solstice travels down a passageway and illuminates a chamber on just that day. In other words, it's a monument to people waiting in the dark waiting in the dark, noticing the days getting darker and darker and darker until one day it gets lighter. It's quite marvelous. It's quite marvelous to think of that. And I looked up the word patience and discovered that the Latin root of the word patience means to suffer. Isn't that interesting? Just to bear. As, as the Jungian Helen Luke said, true light doesn't hide darkness. It's born from the heart of it. To darkness we must return. And you think of those early, early people, ne Neolithic, so-called Stone Age people, undertaking to sit in the dark and wait. And in a certain way, that's what we do when we practice. And for those of you who open my little dispatches today, I quoted a line from Harold Brodke, where he described people, you and I, as collections of gorgeous little fires, tire, towers of fires. And I was thinking about the, the miracle of having these cells in our bodies that have little tiny mitochondria that generate fire, energy, life. And that when we bring the attention to the body, which we're invited to do again and again and again, in a certain way, we're bringing our attention to our own fire. 
And the tendency is always to reach outward because there has to be something better than this, than us. It's so disappointing sometimes to be told to bring the attention back to the body. It's the last place we want to be. And we just don't quite buy this stuff. We come because it's good to see our friends and it's something to do. There's a vague hope that something will land, but we don't really want to just come home to this, not to start. And and since it's the season, I can't remember. I, I have to tell you a micro story that it's like this. It's like this when we practice years ago. I I heeded the Dalai Lama's advice to tell your children about your traditions, your Western traditions. Don't just seek, you know, some exotic tradition from the East. So it was Christmas time, and that was my tradition. So I took my daughter to St. Patrick's Cathedral on Fifth Avenue, where she proceeded to make a big fuss. So I kind of perp walked her over to this big manger they had set up. It was practically life-size, because it's St. Patrick's, so they don't do anything small. Big manger and cows and sheep and shepherds, the whole setup. And trying earnestly and self-consciously to be a good mother, I was telling her the Christmas story about the star that appeared over the manger and all the other details. And she was at an age where she said, Mommy, a star is basically a sun. She knew that from school. Yes, 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 it's the sun. So she said, so you're saying to me, I have the sun over my house, therefore I'm divine. And, and since she put it that way, you know, I had to think. And, but her whole affect, her whole posture was that she was not having it. She was not buying it. And we feel this way often, even about this practice. Sometimes you can be told when you bring the attention home to the body, when you get yourself collected, head and body and feelings in the same place in spacious awareness, something is going to open up like a Latin's cave. And you just, it's so hard to believe sometimes. But this is the perfect time of year not to believe it, but to be extraordinarily patient and gentle with yourself. And you bring the attention back to the body, and okay, maybe you don't feel fire, but with just a little bit of willingness to believe that there is life here to be found, and with this attitude, as, as Rilke said, be patient with everything unsolved in your heart. Let that land. And try to love the questions themselves or the quest, if you wish, that yearning for something. And treat them like locked rooms or like books written in a foreign language. Don't Seek the answers. Don't seek the answers. And we're always doing that yearning, straining, reaching, figuring out. Don't seek the answers because you couldn't 
uplift them, he said. And the whole point is to live everything, to experience everything. And one day you will find yourself experiencing the answer. And it turns out it never was anything to do with words, with stories, with solutions, but with an experience. And the experience is one of coming home, coming home to our living experience with an attitude and an attention that's spacious and kind. The experience is one of being completely acceptable and accepted, just like this body, heart, and mind together in the same place without reaching or striving, just being and discovering there a presence. That being present is something more than something static, being in the present moment. It's it's opening to change itself. It's opening to life, to those countless tiny and vast fires, stars, cells, just here, just now. So let's sit together and and see. So we take a comfortable seat, back upright. So we can have a complete experience of what's here. And, and we let, let your eyes close. And if, if you're not comfortable for some reason with closed eyes, let the gaze be downward and soft. And notice how it feels to be here today without thinking, just feeling. And see that there's an attention here that can take in an impression of what's here without thinking about it. Let yourself be soft. And if you have tension, let this soft attention go to that tension or that pain. Just seeing. Let everything happen, every thought, every feeling, let it happen, and let it be welcome. No exiles.
important when you see that you're getting carried away thinking. Just gently come home to the sensation of being in a body, breathing. And notice the presence that appears when we come home to sensation. It's not thinking, but seeing, sensing. And it's open, spacious. the light, the vibrancy inside you. what it's like to be completely soft with yourself. Completely accepting.
feels to come home to presence with no judgment, even about your judgments, no comment, even about comments, just spaciousness, just kind acceptance and interest. And notice that this presence, that soft, open, is also attentive. Coming home to the body, to sensation, we open to a greater aliveness. Presence.
Notice how it feels to let yourself be still. Soft. the light, the warmth inside you that resonates with the life around you, within and without. Notice how it feels to be patient, to just be still and attentive. To what's here. Give up and sink into sensation.
noticing the presence that's here, surrounding and infusing. Notice the aliveness that's here, waiting to be beheld. Taken in. Thank you for your beautiful attention, your practice, and if you have comments or questions about your practice here or solo, we'd love to hear your voice. And you don't have to um, raise your hand, you can just please feel free to speak. I presume it's the cumulative effect of all these sessions that brought me to where I was today. Uh, I used to have a big fire in me. And in the last two years of COVID, I have felt my fire dwindling dramatically for many reasons. And I started to rediscover it. I have found I have more energy. I get up earlier and I accomplish more. I'm living again. So thank you for all the insights you've imparted. I'm forever grateful to all of you to hear that the comments everyone makes uh, also teach me so much. I'm so appreciative, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you. And, and it, it can be like that, and that's wonderful to hear, but 
Um, I also invite you to see all of us to see that even in times when you really don't feel good, um, and there's some people here that deal with chronic illness and pain, and it could be physical or, or emotional. And in those times, what's extraordinarily powerful is this simple word, softness. Softness. To let yourself experience what it can feel like. And again, just for a moment sometimes, to be completely okay, completely acceptable in this state. And you could be racked with psychic anguish or physical pain. And let that be okay. In a sense, what we're undoing is this extraordinary conditioning that makes us rush past pain, rush past all that's unsolved, and how quick we, we need to cover this or heal this or resolve this. And it, it's quite natural and something we all do, but notice what it can feel like to just stop, to just pause even, and let that state of no energy, no fire, illness, unsolved problems, be completely okay, completely. And sometimes you can even give yourself the radical permission, I can live like this forever. And notice sometimes what can open in that, just that space of acceptance, of kind acceptance, a kind of nurturing acceptance. Because okay? we begin to discover that what we're doing in that action of softness, it's, it's the opposite of passivity. It, this quiet attention that can appear is unlocking energy that all this stuff that's, that's bound up inside that wishes to be seen or touched with just that gentle permission to be. It's like gathering ourselves back. And don't forget the word sati, the word for mindfulness means to remember the present or to recollect. We're literally collecting ourselves, head, heart, body together all in one place. And noticing the life that can open to us right here. And it certainly sounds like that's been happening for you, so that's wonderful. And if it's not happening for you, this word patience, patience to suffer, to just be with is what opens the door. The Buddha taught, always so said he taught one thing, only one thing, the suffering and the end of suffering. And, and some people would make a joke, that's two things. It's not two things. To just be soft and present with our suffering.
aka our lives, our experience of life, just being with it, with gentle attention opens us to a new experience of life that's right here. That supports us. And we discover we don't have to do everything all by ourselves. There is an energy of life that supports us, that penetrates us, that's waiting to be perceived. Hi, everyone. Hi, Tracy. Hi. I just feel this incredible gratitude for you and the community. Um, something I, well, first of all, I got, I was able to touch a place in my meditation um, that I haven't been willing to touch. And I haven't been willing to touch it because I haven't been willing to sit. And I realized tonight why I haven't been willing to sit. And it's because I'm feeling like the first year of the pandemic, I started a new job and I work in the mental health field. So I was just taking care of people. And I was always like, why am I so good? Why am I like, okay? And everyone's freaking out, like I'm okay. And about four months ago, it started to hit me. Like, no, six months ago that I'm really struggling. It's all hitting me now. Like it's hitting me later than, than I guess the majority of people, and I haven't even realized how much I'm hurting and I'm suffering because there is so much pain in the world right now. There is so much pain and suffering throughout the world in, with COVID here in this country, with, with the politics that are going on, and I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to sit still because it's so enormous. And in my meditation, I was able to touch that vulnerability and that tenderness that I've been running from. And I feel so incredibly grateful, Tracy, even though I haven't showed up consistently with the community during COVID, um, I am so grateful that you are always here. And I'm so grateful that everybody here shows up because it's not about quantity, it's about quality. And when I come here, I am able to, do, to sit in quiet and I'm not able to do it on my own. And I am so grateful I want to cry. Like, this is just coming from my heart, and thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. And it's good to see you, and it's good to hear from you. And um, quantity can be good, too. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying that like any kind of, um, you know, preacher lady, but even if it's just a few moments every day to bring your attention back to yourself and trust that it's that idea of um, a light that can be born in darkness and back to the darkness we must return. And we so dread it. I don't want to do that. And yet, when we dare to just bring the attention here, even if we feel that something painful is looming, as you describe so beautifully, that 
tenderness and vulnerability also carries with it this vibrancy, this warmth. And it can seem so small. That's why I love the idea of tiny little fires in ourselves. In ourselves. S-E-L-L-S. That, that we're alive. And, and just open to that. Okay, even if it's not connected to a particularly grand feeling. Okay, I'm alive. I'm sentient. That tiny little willingness to open to that other kind of attention that senses and experiences and doesn't flee is the beginning of something extraordinary. And I'm just going to pose this as a question, a what if, what if to people, because it's real, because just, just live the question, what if we are the source of the light that we seek for this suffering world? What if this willingness to bring the attention to our own suffering with gentleness and spaciousness and non-judgment was the cauldron for compassion that the world needs. And that our willingness to touch this light of attention just for a moment is practicing that light that's seeking us, that needs to be spread. What if the antidote to the suffering in the world, which is so often caused by delusion and all its horrible children, greed and hatred, what if the antidote is this very thing? And I'm not putting you on the spot, and I'm not asking you to answer yes or no, but to just be open, be soft with it, to consider that far from passivity, this quiet action of return is something that's not just for us, but to be shared. Just by witness, when you're looking at life, with kind eyes, including starting with your own life, you're changing the world a little bit. You're bringing kindness, bringing compassion, bringing spaciousness, joining forces with benevolent forces. I just wanted to thank everyone for the sharing tonight. I'm one of those that have been through the, another one going through the suffering right now. Um, I've been waiting for a lot of uh, answers on freelance jobs and things like that. And it just fills me with anxiety, um, trying to figure out when the next paycheck will come from and things like that. So I just get anxiety and dread. And so when I hear when people talk about waking up in the middle of the night and things like that, 
that always helped me um, hear that. And what really helped me today is when you said that um, sometimes when I don't want to cry. And it's okay to cry. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and laugh at the same time, yeah. which I often do. <laughs> okay. Um, the Don't push it away. That helped me a lot today. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Yeah. Just yeah. go through it. Yesterday, I, I, I lie on the couch. My mother, I talked to my mother and she taught me, she's an English teacher, she taught me the difference between lie and lay because I said lay and she corrected me. <laughs> but anyway, whatever, I lie on the couch and just meditated as much as I can and could and finally took a nap just to get through the anxiety. And that was just a day, just the hours, like the movie, the hours. And so just had a weekend like that. So it was good to hear today that it's okay so thank you yeah and thank you you know it really and truly is okay and it really and truly is okay it really and truly is something to lie on the couch or in your bed and bring your attention back to your body and your feelings, all of them. And to notice that benevolent attention, that seeing, that seeing and sensing what you're going through, just that. And not, and noticing like the pushing for, I wish this phase was done with answers. And notice that with just the most extravagant kindness and compassion, no limits on it. And notice that that upwelling of anxiety and fear will pass sometimes just briefly yes it changes yeah mm -hmm. and what we're doing when we become present nothing fancy 3 a.m club um, which is that was a podcast called 3 a.m club and it has by far the most listens <laughs> so there's a lot of company nothing fancy just attention back to the suffering and this what if I was completely kind and accepting just that and then you notice that it's not static it changes when we suffer when we're in pain the biggest piece is that we fear it's going to be permanent and, and when we bring this accepting attention and seeing to this day, we start to melt and thaw and join in the fluid nature, the changing nature of life. And as you begin to trust that, just a little bit, you begin to see that your situation too is actually in flux. It's not fixed. Yeah. Thank you. And um, I'm going to um, before we close, I'm going to one of my favorite quotes, and I always thought, and I really am so grateful, forgive me, all of you have heard this, but, and I think it's Kierkegaard, but every time I Google it, 
mining pops up because I've blogged it <laughs> so often. And, but it's true. And the quote is, I would have died if I hadn't died. I would have died if I hadn't died. There's so many instances in life when we feel like I'm, I'm going to die. This is so painful. I'm so unhappy. I'm so cut off. And we discover that that thing down the road when this flows past, that it was that thing that brought us to life, to a new life, not just in the head or the cage of the ego, but that, that brought us to this opening. And that's my wish for you and for all of us together as we come to close for tonight. That our suffering become liberation. We put two hands together in our heart space like all of our friends from the Neolithic period to now. People who are watching, waiting. And we, we know that we're not doing this just for ourselves, but to be part of something, life. And we dedicate our practice to the benefit, the welfare, the happiness, and the healing of all beings everywhere without exception, including ourselves. May all beings, including ourselves, be safe and free from danger and fear and anxiety. May all beings everywhere find ease of well-being. May all beings everywhere open to their true aliveness. And may all beings everywhere, without exception, ultimately be entirely and completely free.